hey y'all, you tired of church teaching that just ain't right and it's kind of contrary to all God's word and such? Well, you need to know how to refute it. This here channel will help you out. We got answers. Welcome to Contending for Christ Apologetics, where old Danny boy seeks to equip you with some tools that you can go out and fight that good fight and really develop that there Christian faith. Now get after it, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to C4C Apologetics. I'm glad that you tuned in. You know, with the coming of Christmas coming up in the next few weeks or so, I wanted to take just some time, do a few episodes regarding the coming of the Messiah, the first advent. Yeah, I want to do some podcasts that specifically talk somewhere around the lines of Christmas. You know, right now in South Dakota, I'm sitting here looking out the window and we have a blizzard warning. We got a blizzard warning for actually a couple of days. We have no travel advisory or anything. Uh, it's No travel advisory has been going on for about a day, almost a day and a half. The interstate's actually shut down most of uh, South Dakota. From all the way to the west side to the border of Wyoming, all the way to the east side in a town called Chamberlain. So as somebody said earlier, a buddy of mine said, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. But it's been getting to look a lot like Christmas since October out here in South Dakota. So we're really kind of over it. But uh, enough on this rabbit trail and everything. So if you hear a little bit of blowing wind, it's because we have a lot of snow drifts. We have about 40, 50 mile an hour winds going on with the snow as well. But like I said, next few episodes, we're going to look at some Christmassy type uh, discussions, subjects. Today, we're actually going to be looking at some misconceptions about the Christmas story that we may have heard of or subscribed to or even still believe to today. Now, while there are a lot of different misconceptions, I want to focus specifically on the three wise men. And I want to look at the three wise men specifically about how our nativity scenes might be set up, things that we've heard about the wise men, maybe even things that we've even taught about the wise men, and to see if they're ac exactly historically accurate. See, many of these have grown out of tradition and, sad to say, regurgitation. Regurgitation where we just hear something and then we're just repeating it down the line to people that we actually talk to about it. So let's actually see. I have four misconceptions of the wise men that, you know, I believed and thought it were historically accurate. And maybe you believe and, and still do. So let's look at these four and see if there's any validity and historical accuracy to them. You see, the first misconception of the wise men is namely the fact that there are three wise men. There are three wise men. You're probably looking at your nativity scene right now or thinking of the pictures of the nativity. And you see three wise men there at the manger with three different gifts for baby Jesus. Where does this idea come from? Is this what scripture actually says? Well, the passage is found in Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 6. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born of the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and come to worship him. Now when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of all the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art thou not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people in Israel. See, this is the first mention we have of the wise men. 
You see, but there is no specific evidence in Scripture that says there was three. So where does the idea of three come from? You see, the idea of three wise men come from the fact that there were three gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see, the fact that there were three gifts, they associate one gift with each wise man, and there's three present there. Well, that's faulty logic. That's faulty reasoning. That's a bad argument. You see, there could have been two. There could have been ten. There could have been three. We don't know. All we know from Scripture is that there were wise men. Plural. There was more than one. What's interesting also is that these wise men actually have names ascribed to them. Not in scripture, but in tradition. You may have heard the wise men's names as Gaspar, Balthasar, and then Melchior. You see, that's the Western tradition. And that tradition seems to stem from 6th century Greek manuscript, which was translated in Latin in the Excerpta Latina Barbari. And the tradition actually continued into the 16th century in the writings of St. Bede the Venerable. And see, the names are even interesting as well, because in the Western tradition, you have Gaspar, Belshazzar, and Melchior. But if you were to look into the Syrian tradition, the names are Larvandad, Hormisidis, and Gushnephysis. <laughs> I can't pronounce the names. But in Arminianism, Arminianism, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's an episode for another day. In the Arminian tradition, their names are Kagba, Badad Karida, and Badad Delma. And so, depending on what culture and what area, the tradition carries different names for these wise men. But nowhere in the Bible does it say that there were three of them. Could there be three of them? They could have. All we're told is that there was more than one. There were wise men that came. So, what is the second misconception about the wise men? Well, the second misconception is that they're believed to be kings or members of nobility. You see, some tie Psalm 72 verse 10 and see Psalm 72 as a messianic psalm talking about kings are coming from Sheba, Seba, and Tarshish offering gifts. And while it may seem like that, I believe that this messianic psalm is a messianic psalm of the kingdom to come. The messianic kingdom or the millennial kingdom. If you read the rest of the psalm, it appears that it's the second advent after the second advent, not the first. So are these wise men kings? Most likely, these wise men came out of a Babylon or the Babylonian area. We read about this in Matthew, again, chapter 2. That in verse 1, these wise men came from the east to Jerusalem. When you're reading the word wise men, it's the Greek word magos, magos, M-A-G-O-S. You see, if these were kings, there were two Greek words that could have been used to say that they were kings. Basileus and Basileu. Those are the words that the Greek has in the New Testament to identify a king like King Herod. But that's not the word we find for wise men. The word we find for the wise men are the Greek, is the Greek word megos or magi. These were astrologers. I would argue that they're part of the Chaldean priesthood who were considered the wisest in the Babylonian area, and they were actually professional astrologers who studied the stars, the constellations, the skies. They probably even based their future life events and choices that they made based upon the stars and the constellations. This would argue and give clear reason on how they were able to tell the uniqueness of a particular star in the sky. 
You see, the Magi, these wise men, said that we have seen his star. In verse number two, and we have come to worship him. You see, most likely being from the Babylonian era, they probably recall the prophecies of Daniel chapter nine, because this is where the groups of the Chaldean priests and astrologers really came from. See, Daniel may even recall Numbers chapter 24, verse 7, the prophecy of a star coming out of Jacob. So these wise men, I wouldn't argue that they were kings, but these were astrologers. These were part of the Chaldean priesthood from the Babylonian area. And so with that being the case, we don't see the song, We three kings of Orient are. Rather, it should be, we few astrologers from Chaldea are. That's my best attempt of singing, so take it or leave it. And so instead of we three kings of Orient are, we should sing we few astrologers from Chaldea are. Were there three three wise men? Maybe. Probably not. Could be more. Could have been two. Were these three kings? No, these were astrologers. These were really like fortune tellers. They were dece uh, not deceivers, but they were decipherers of the stars and the constellations. So, the third misconception about the wise men is that they followed the star over to the manger. You see, we see the wise men, like I said, in all the images of the nativity. The stars over the manger, you got the wise men, the shepherd, you got all the barn animals, you got Mary, you got Joseph, you got baby Jesus. But is that the location where they followed it? You see, we read about the star in chapter 2, verse 7 through 11, where it says, Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired digital, diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search diligently for, what, the young child. And we have found him. Bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child, young child, was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. If we actually read the Christmas story, it reveals that the star didn't lead them to the manger, but the star actually led the wise men to a house. You see, it's seen in verse 11, house, the Greek word oikia, which simply means a dwelling place or an inhabited edifice. You see, we're told and we see that Jesus was laid in a manger in a feeding trough. It was the shepherds in the field who visited the baby Jesus in the manger, and we see that in Luke chapter 2, not the wise men. The wise men come later to see baby Jesus as a young child in the house in the oikia and so where did the star lead the wise men where was the star positioned over to signify where jesus was it was not the manger it was actually the house away from bethlehem the fourth and final misconception that i'm going to talk about today of the wise men specifically is that they visited jesus when he was a baby that they visited jesus when he was in the manger so if you're like me, the nativity scene you probably have, again, the wise men, the shepherds, the barred animals, and everything right there in the stable. But the wise men didn't actually see baby Jesus there. I would argue that wise men didn't even see baby Jesus until he was about two years old. Like we just read, it says when they came to the, to the house, they saw the young child. And so this isn't an infant. This is a young child. We also read verses 11 through 18, 
When they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed in their own country another way. And when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and be there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, an exceeding wrath sent forth, and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coast thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping, and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted, because they are not. You see, we get the idea that the, the wise men visit baby Jesus as an infant, but that's not entirely historically accurate. We see from verse 16 that Herod sends out a word to kill all babies two and under because they fear baby Jesus of overthrowing the family reign of Herod and the kingship of him. When we're looking at the wise men and where they're coming from, remember they came from the east, the east of Jerusalem. I would argue again, looking at the fact that these were Magi, these were astrologers from the Chaldean priest, that these people were coming from the Babylonian area. If that's the case, they would have traveled on a 500 to a 1,000 mile journey just to get to Jerusalem to talk to Herod. So that would have taken quite some time to get there. It didn't happen overnight. They didn't follow the star to the manger, but rather they followed the star to a house where they saw the young child, baby Jesus. It wasn't infant Jesus. This would have been toddler Jesus, around two years old. Hence why Herod put out the edict to kill all babies two years and younger. Because by the time that edict went out, he would have known that it was about two years from the time that the Magi came and visited Herod in Jerusalem to went on to go worship baby Jesus. And there you have it. Four misconceptions about the Magi, the wise men. Three kings of the nativity of the Messiah. So your nativity scene that you just put out may be historically inaccurate. That's okay, mine is too. It doesn't matter necessarily where the astrologers were, where the wise men were, whether they were kings or just uh, star seers. It doesn't matter where they first saw Jesus. What matters is the fact that Jesus came. See, I hope this was informative for you. And if you know of any other misconceptions about maybe the wise men or any other misconceptions about any other Christmas tradition, bring it up. Let me know. Put a line in the comments below and let me know uh, what those misconceptions are. Maybe where does this tradition stem from? Like I said, the names of these uh, wise men, these kings, go back as far as 5th century with Greek manuscripts. And then even go through the 16th century and we still have them today. So what misconceptions do you know of? So as always, I want to thank you for checking in. If you do end up liking this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. Give us a rating, leave us a comment below, and share this with all your family and friends. So until next time, I thank you for checking it out. God bless.